You've turned on Sexy Marriage Radio, where the best sex happens in the marriage bed. Here's your host, Dr. Corey Allen. I am so impressed with the Sexy Marriage Nation. Why is that? Because they don't let stuff get by without at least speaking up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This week was a good week for that one. <laughs> it absolutely was. And we'll get to that in just a second. This is Sexy Marriage Radio, where we're having honest, straightforward conversations about married life and sex and love and all that happens in between. Uh, we love to hear from the Sexy Marriage Nation uh, like we did this week. And we heard it in all forms, I think. Uh, you can call us at 214-702-9565. You can send us an email, feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. Those are the easiest way to catch us, and we do read everything that comes through and listens to listen to every message. Some make it on the show. Some um, are taken care of off the air. Uh, yeah. We'll reply and be engaged as, and be resources as we can. And some... Um, make it to where we need to respond to them on, yeah. on the air, which we'll be doing here in just a second. We yeah. also want to ask you as a sex imagination, if you like what's going on here, uh, jump on iTunes and rate and review the show, please help spread the word that married sex is the hotbed for sex because that's what we fully believe. And we want that happening in your world. Yep. So, and as always, again, on Mondays, my wife, Pam is joining me. Hello nation. And so let's just jump right to it because last week we did the show on toys, erotica, and fantasies. Yep. And uh, in the middle of the show, a, um, a section was, uh, comments were made regarding the use of pornography uh, as a couple. That, yeah. That I, I made a statement. This just set the stage. If you haven't heard the episode, head back to it. Uh, episode three. Oh, I just lost what number it was. 366. 366. Um, and so uh, listen to it and then love to hear your feedback as well. Feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. But uh, a statement I made was that if if the stance we take or I take as as the host of Sexy Marriage Radio for all this time is when pornography is done in secret, it's incredibly destructive. Yeah. If a couple has a different value than I and my wife Pam do, or even our show does, and they see the use of pornography is whatever for them. I'm not going to judge that. Yeah. I'm going to say it's not something we believe. It's not something we recommend, but it's not also not something I will condemn. I am not the judge. Yeah. There's one judge and we are not him. Right. And so a lot of what uh, came across and was heard was that we condone it or that I condone it. And I want to just say, some of this is the ethical guidelines I have as a therapist that I got to maintain the values of the people I work with. It's not my point place to put my value upon them. And we've tried to do that with the show and just lead with our values yeah. without saying this is the way you have to do it. Yeah. Well, that's how you are in the therapy chair. This is your show, right? Mm -hmm. uh, the show is not therapy. People aren't paying you Correct. for therapy on this so there is more leniency there, mm -hmm. but that is the head that you have on quite often. Right. So that's not, yeah, pornography is not something that we think is a good idea. Mm -hmm. we um, but 
understanding that there's a lot of listeners out there that there's not a problem with it. So if you as a couple, that's, if that's where you are, we certainly don't want anything like that done in secret. Um, right. For you as a marriage, for your for your marriage to try and thrive, we we do feel like that's a slippery slope, but that's where you are. But what I love from the Sexy Marriage Nation is there's several that have emailed in and they've talked about how does this jive with keeping 100% of your sexual energy in the relationship, which is something we firmly believe. Right. How does this jive with all that in, marital intimacy and eroticism within two people could be? When right. you bring other sources in, and I completely agree with that, that when when I add more things to it, it convolutes the waters of what a marriage can be between a husband and wife. Right, right. And I mean, that's the slippery slope. Right. I mean, you got other people you're looking at while you're watching that. So right. it's really not that, I mean, that doesn't line up with so where we are. this is not a subject I want to be flippant about. No, not at, at all. all. Because it's incredibly destructive, but it's also one that... We needed to at least spend a little bit of time as we started this episode to address, to just kind of clarify. Yeah. Thanks for the emails and those that emailed us on that, uh, because we certainly don't, like you said, we don't want to be flipping about that topic. Um, Yeah. We want to frame conversations. We We want to frame discussions. And even the feedback that we get that when we're maybe misinterpreted or maybe even off base, because there's been times in the history of Sexy Marriage Radio where some of the comments we've made have definitely needed to have been clarified yep. because it could easily be interpreted either way. Um, that's That helps us all be better. That helps us grow. That helps us confront conflict better, which is where we're going to go today with the rest of the show okay. with the idea of um, negotiating in marriage. Yeah. Right. All right. And, and I think the best way to do it is just let the caller and his voice frame the conversation. Hey guys, my name is Steve, and I'm uh, calling from Canada. I just wanted to let you know that I really enjoy your show and uh, listen to it diligently and faithfully every time you put out a new podcast. Uh, so thanks for doing that. I just finished listening to your last podcast on uh, role reversals and uh, some of the topics that you had on there, and. Uh, it kind of sparked in me that maybe there's um, something that I'm kind of wrestling with that your podcast kind of helped me frame and contextualize. And I'll, I'll just kind of say it this way. Uh, my wife and I both work in executive jobs. Uh, she works in the healthcare industry, and I work in the media industry. And we do a lot of contractual negotiations as part of our employment. And... Uh, you know, sometimes I feel like marriage is a lot of the same thing, contract negotiation. And, uh, you know, my feeling is I do that all day long, and I kind of want to get home and not have to worry about negotiating for, uh, you know, those things that I need out of the relationship or things that she needs out of the relationship. And, you know, I, I kind of want us to, to let go of that whole feeling that everything that we do is a bit of an arrangement, a business contract of fulfillment or lack of fulfillment. And of course, when we get into arguments and, and things aren't happening, it feels almost like a breach of contract. Uh, I don't mean to be, um, you know, kind of occupational with it, but that's kind of how it comes across sometimes. Is there some, some way that we can get away from that whole feeling of being contractual all the time where we can just rest and just have a relationship that's not based on anything and all those things, or maybe I'm just looking at this wrong. 
But uh, I'd like to hear your thoughts on that. I love that framework in the in the way it's being posed. <laughs> it's, I I do too. It's funny because I'm listening to him and I'm and I'm thinking quite the opposite of what he's thinking. I'm thinking, wow, there's a lot of really good skills that you have in contract negotiation that are that you refine that yes. you create that, yeah okay I, he, he's it's my my gut reaction from hearing that is they sound like they need a vacation <laughs> yep they sound like work is because the rest word just really jumps out the rest word yes yeah, yeah. we need a rest um anyway okay so well <laughs> before we go there because okay. I want to at least frame because because I like at least he's proposing the idea that is maybe I'm just looking at this wrong, right? He maybe, does say that. Maybe yeah. my framework is off, and I'm going to kind of go there a little bit. That let's let's challenge the premise, okay? Because when you're talking about contract negotiations, you're typically talking about winning and losing. Yeah. And when you're dealing with marriage and the and the exchange things that happen based on what happens in married life, winning and losing is not a good framework. It's winning and losing or it's compromise and nobody ends up happy because it ends up being a compromise right. and nobody feels like they're walking away a winner. Right, right. So, I mean, a lot of stuff I've come across in the marriage help world is how do you create win-wins? And, and there's even contract stuff out there that how do you create win-wins with contract negotiations? Uh-huh. But even that has a, le- a little element of we're trying to address and solve a problem that can't be solved because there is an element of married life. There's an element of every relationship, and there's for sure an element of life that is just conflict. I'm trying to get what I want out of life, and there's going to be conflict to make that happen. And that conflict is either going to be external between me and whoever the, I'm going after or has what I want, or it's going to be internal conflict of how do I get what I want or examine, do I even really want it? Yeah. And so I think of the idea, at least to pause at the beginning of the show, that life is struggle, life is conflict, life is a little bit of negotiating. Yeah, everything is, and he wants a break from it. Yep. And so there it is, the idea of a great vacation. It at least gives you a, t- a taste of that break and a chance to breathe. But I think if you talk about what, the way you heard this initially and talked about the skills that you create by learning how to negotiate and, and address conflict can really be good. If yeah. you look at it through the lens of life, I think if we look at it through this lens of marriage is designed to help us grow up, which is one of the premises of Sexy Marriage Radio's message, that if we are better at dealing with life, marriage has a chance of being better. If we're de- better at dealing with negotiations, marriage has a chance to be better. Yeah, yeah. Think about the skills that you've got to have if you're... And negotiating contracts, okay. right? Go. To to be successful, to be good at it, yep. You got to be in control of your emotional scene, <laughs> right? You can't be a hothead and be effective. And isn't that where most of us get off the rails when it comes to marriage? Yeah. Because yeah. think about, it, and that's the thing I tell couples when I'm working with them that I've yet to do any kind of communication training in therapy in my therapy office. I don't teach couples how to communicate. 
because whenever you have emotions involved, all that stuff goes out the window. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm a, I, I think I'm a fairly adept at all the rules of communication when it comes to relationships. But when I'm you and I go at it, I don't follow those rules. No. They're gone because my emotions have flooded and taken over. Mm-hmm. Yep. You've also got to be an active listener, right? Okay. You listen more than you talk. Right. And what you what you say when you do talk is meaningful. Okay. Don't waste your words. Okay. Which that kind of those two seem to go hand in hand if I'm from what I'm hearing you say. I can handle my emotions, which means what I say carries more weight because it's not just emotional vitriol right. and reactivity coming out. It's I'm handling myself and then I can respond in kind. Yeah. Yeah. I'll group some of these up because okay. I'm sure people don't necessarily want to hear this oh, kind of list. But so you, you got to be able to start off, really. Actually, this should have been number one. Be able to analyze the problem. What is my issue here? <laughs> what's the problem? What's what are the, the goals? problem I'm really trying that, to solve? Yeah. What's the husband? <laughs> what's the wife going after? Yep. Whether it be sexual or, or whatever, because he's just talking about in marriage in general. Right. Just wants to rest. So and you not, almost have to break like, it down to know what's the question I'm really asking. Yeah. What am I really seeking? What am I going after? And, and be prepared for it. Don't just come in um, not knowing what you want. Right. You got to understand what it okay. is you want and what you need and how you want to get there. Can you also add to it? Um, I could come into a situation. I know what I want, but I haven't come up with solutions and possibilities of how I could get it. I just come in and present a problem to you. And now it's uh, it's on your plate to solve. When that, that would kind of derail it. That would be a bad way to do it. I think that's a bad way to do it. I, I think that there's certainly when we have it, issues, there's certainly a way to come in and say, you know what, I, I really have an issue with this. I don't understand what the solution is, but I'm not expecting you to be the only person right. that comes up with the solution. Right. It, we don't always have to immediately have the solution, but be willing to be part of Sometimes you got to call the problem the, the problem. Yeah. And then, and sometimes that's half the battle. Right. Okay. Okay. So you got to be able to communicate verbally. You got to be able to say, here's what I want. Okay. So to be able to talk. And realize that your body language is going to communicate too. Okay. Okay. Which that's where, uh, if you go way back in the archives, um, and you can even go into sexymarriage.net and Google in the search bar, type in the walk and talk as a as a, there's an article that I wrote long ago yeah. that talks about if you've got some really chronic, tense subjects, one of the best things you can do is walk together to talk through it. Then you're not looking at each other and, and reacting to each other's language. body language yeah. because that's what throws us off kilter so fast when I read a body language issue on you and it's just your back was uncomfortable. That's what, that's what actually caused it. Not something else, but I'm reacting because I added my own meaning to it and you just blew off what I said. And I mean, even us doing the show together, there's times where I read you and I'm like, what what, is she trying to say? Yeah. So I'm, I'm feeding off you. You're feeding off me. That's the mapping of marriage that we do. Yeah. Okay. So a few of the other things, uh, You've got to be able to make some decisions. If you're in the negotiation process, you can't just put off decisions. You have to have the ability to be grown up and make some decisions. And they might be hard decisions. Okay. And this is where I want to land here. Okay. Because this is where when you get into this this world of gridlock in marriage, 
which we haven't talked about this in a while, that gridlock is the concept that where you what you want is blocked by what your partner wants. Welcome to married life. Yeah. Because every marriage is going to have roughly 10 areas of, of gridlock is, is kind of the number I've thrown out there for years. And the interesting thing is, if you get fed up with the gridlock in your current relationship and leave said relationship and find another one, you're just trading 10 gridlock problems for 10 gridlock problems. Because what you want is going to be blocked by what someone else wants. And so to define those or, or give examples, gridlock might be, I really want to do X, Y, Z in our sexual life. Mm-hmm. And, and, and my spouse refuses to. That is will something, not happen. That is something that is either not in their moral zone. Right. That is something that they're just not comfortable with because they think it's too gross, dirty, and perverted. Yeah. Or they are hung up on a some mental whatever right. it be right and that's that's exactly what it is because gridlock is not over thoughts and feelings but often we get caught up in gridlock over thoughts and feelings because i get upset that you don't think the same way i do rather than i need to look at life and marriage is largely if it's a negotiation or it's conflict it's over decisions and behaviors and actions because it, gridlock comes into play where you can't agree to disagree about behaviors and actions. You know, you can't agree to disagree about you're going to have sex or you're not. You either do it or you don't. You're right. either going to have a child or you're not. You can't just, oh, we're just going to agree to disagree. No, that's not possible. We're going to save money or we're going to spend it. No, you can't. You're going to do one a, or the other. That's a gridlock thing. We're going to go to have this faith or that faith. Well, both of you may have two totally different religious beliefs. Right. And the interesting thing when we're talking about negotiating and communicating and, and just conflict with gridlock is more communication will not solve it because the gridlock issues are so ingrained in a marriage that, you know, like, so our gridlock issues that we've had in our marriage and that we still have, I could carry your argument pretty well and you could carry mine. We could switch roles. Yeah, we could. And play that to a T because it's not that I don't know what you want or what you don't want, it's that I don't want the same thing. Yeah. And so it comes down to how do we start to see that this is self-development at play? This is what I've got to examine. What is it that I'm holding so dear and so strongly to? What's the meaning attached to it? Because what comes to my mind when you're talking about negotiating is money. It's the first thing that comes to my mind. Okay. That for years, I've always taken the comedic stance that uh, my wife as the CPA, uh, she loves to budget because money to her is security and safety for the long haul and for the current. I agree with that. Okay. But it means different to you than it does to me because to me, money is a means to go do things. So a budget squashes my joy. It means I can't go do things. I'm a joy sucker. That's the running joke sometimes. Yes. <laughs> but, but it's the idea that I need to recognize, hold on, living and being a good steward of what we have is actually gives me more joy to do things now and later rather than being flippant. But that's a decision I've got to come to, not because it's what you want. Yeah, I can't force that on you. Right. And so what's been fascinating to me, if you look at our 25-year journey, is your being able to stay the course of this is a priority, this is a necessity, this is a skill that's a benefit for us, and it's a good thing, 
has helped me get on board to recognize, okay, I see that. I can see the benefit of living within a budget to have some of that. And we don't have the full-on Dave Ramsey or the envelope. I mean, we don't go full-on to a T. Some couples, that works splendidly. But for us, we've kind of created a system that works. But also the flip side is, I think I've been able to kind of push you at times to loosen up on some of this stuff and let's go enjoy while we have it in the kids. That's hence our month-long journeys that we do every summer. Right, agreed. Because you have times around May, usually. I don't know if we can do it. I don't think you know. You start wigging out, and some of it is because of oh, wow, this is going to hit us. But up. we do it now, so I'm going to argue with you and say, is that really a gridlock for us anymore? Well, it's not. It's not. Well, that's how. We, but we've negotiated it or navigated it. It's both. Not by getting the other to come around to my way of thinking, but to challenge my own way of thinking. That's the difference. Okay. To start looking at why do I hold on to what I have and not what's the meaning attached to it? Yeah. Why do I? Yeah, because we've certainly done that. I have to learn to grow and evolve. Because you even mentioned the comment of when we're talking about our sexual arena, sometimes a spouse could think that's gross, perverted, and disgusting. Why in the world would you want to do that? Right. And I would, I would sit here and say, remember the very first time when you were younger. And you heard about the idea of French kissing. Your immediate reaction was probably, that's gross, perverted, and disgusting. Why in the world would anybody want to do that? But then when you kind of try it out, you probably came along with, I kind of like that. Yeah. Let's keep doing it. And that's not that you were worn down to make it happen. You just started challenging your own anxiety associated with something you didn't know or you thought was one thing. And then you start to discover Hold on, I can change the meaning of this. I can challenge myself in this. I think that's the married that's the drive wheel of married life to a T right there. Okay. Is it challenges us to refine ourselves, question who we are, and solidify who we are. I don't disagree with you on that. Okay. At all. Um I, I think those things do grow us up and we get to be better people through it. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to go back to his voicemail. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, You're- I get it, but this is, I, I, I think we needed to land because if nothing else, I wanted to at least propose what I'm hearing a thread of a lot of emails and a lot of my clients that have come through lately. And okay. even some of the old mastermind guys that are still having conversations uh, mm. on Slack yeah. Yeah. as part of being a part of the group, they get, they still have access to each other to chat. Yeah. And so several do. I mean, I've got a group that's been going, that's been done for a year and they're still, con- they're still having conversations. They blew it up today. That's awesome. And, but one of them actually asked a question about gridlock. And so it's just one of those things. It's just fortuitous. The timing of this seems to be, if we're talking about negotiation in marriage, you can't negotiate gridlock without negotiating yourself. So from from all this you're saying, when you go back to his call mm-hmm. and he says, well, he made a comment in there. Maybe I'm just looking at this the wrong way. It sounds like from what you're saying, what he's the way the way that he's described how they do marriage. Sounds kind of like it would be more of a grown up relationship. Or is it just a workaholic relationship in the way that they would address each other? But if they're negotiating things and they have good skills and the way they do it, 
maybe it's just grown up and they just need how, how do you get out well, of how so do you get out of that it could be maybe it just needs to routine. be reframed to look at it as this is That's not what I'm a saying, contract reframe. yeah this is not a contract negotiation this is a companionship partnership agreement that we're creating yeah and look at it in in all the things that it seems like they're trying to bargain for at what point do I say, you know what? I really want you to win on this one. I'd really love to see you get what you want on this mm-hmm. one. And maybe that's some of the way to kind of loosen up and 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 maybe not hold on to what the outcome is on so many of the of the topics. We talk about that mm-hmm. a lot in uh, specifically in sex and don't be tied to the outcome. Don't be tied to orgasm. Maybe that's where some of this falls is that you find some rest in trying to let go and what the end result is that you're looking for and find some joy in your spouse when in that negotiation. Yeah, it, I, I completely agree because this is the idea of how do I how do I approach a relationship that knowing I can give and I can take. And it feels good to give most of the time. And it does. It absolutely does, but it also sometimes feels good to take. But how do I go into it knowing the goal is not necessarily what do I get out of this? The goal is how are we refined? How do we create something together? How do we evolve together? How do I give good pressure, but at the same time recognize the pressure still on me? Because hmm. that's the whole growing up process of relationships. Yeah. Well, this has been Sexy Marriage Radio. Uh, we want to know about your contracts and how they go. Feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. So thanks for taking some time out of your day to spend it with us. See you next time.